Hey folks, Gavin Roth here welcoming you to episode 10 of the Roth Revenue Podcast. Double digits, nice mini milestone. This is the Influencers of Sponsorship Marketing, and I've got a good one for you. Lisa Ferkel, who is Director of Hockey Sponsorship at Scotiabank. Think of these factors alone. Hockey is Canada's favorite pastime. Scotiabank is the official bank of the NHL. And Scotiabank and MLSE hooked up on the largest naming rights deal in sponsorship history last year, the $800 million Scotiabank Arena deal. In this episode, Lisa shares insights into that landmark deal, how it came together, how it is much more than a name on the side of a building, and how Scotiabank used a creative marketing plan to achieve breakthrough name recognition in only four months. We talk about how Scotiabank's sponsorship strategy came in a sharp focus under Jackie Ryan's leadership, leaning on the pillars of youth and community, and always backed by a healthy dose of research. We chat about the Scotiabank Women Initiative and the gap it is helping to fill, and Lisa offers her take on sponsorship marketing trends. On the personal side, Lisa shares a cool story of how she courageously approached Keith Pelly for an internship when Keith was president of the Argos. We talk about her wonderful mentors, Matt Affinick, Matt McGlynn, John Doig, and the aforementioned Jackie Ryan, and how she learned something different from each. And Lisa ends off with great personal and professional development advice. I hope you enjoy. And for more episodes of the Roth Revenue Podcast, follow me on LinkedIn, check out the Roth Revenue feed on SoundCloud, or visit RothRevenue.com. I am uh, sitting today with uh, Lisa Ferkel, who has the uh, greatest title, we were talking about this, uh, Director of Hockey Sponsorship at Scotiabank. And I hope you have security detail because there's a lot of executives <laughs> out there who would want to, you know, take you out and take your job and who just, a um, uh, little insight folks, turned away a call from Austin Matthews' agent, okay, so uh, to do this podcast. So thank you so much for sitting with me, Lisa. Thank you for having me, Gavin. Yeah. Uh, we go way back, so it's nice to reconnect. Yes, I was thinking about that. It was. Uh, it goes to kind of mid-2000s uh, to late 2000s with uh, when I was with the CFL and you were with the Argos. So That's right. And I've, uh, I've just uh, followed and, and uh, just love the success that you're having. I mean, I see at the Sponsorship Marketing Awards and and the SMCC and um, you know I thought about this before I sat down you you um, Scotiabank what what a great gig because Scotiabank is one of the biggest sponsors of anything in mm-hmm. this country um, hockey is our national pastime and here you are kind of working on it all like uh, do you pinch yourself you know what I do okay. uh, every day. I never take for granted that uh, I have a great job working for a fabulous organization that really believes in giving back to the community, and hockey's just one way that we do that. Yeah. And so I'm very lucky. Um, I've got a fabulous team behind me and great leadership as well. Um, but I've been a customer since I was a little girl, so it's pretty special to to work for an organization that you've been connected with for so long. 
I do too. I nice. got my I got my <laughs> Scotia Scene uh, debit card in my wallet. And, awesome. And that's a great program. I got to tell you, mm-hmm. like in terms of tangible rewards when that started and to watch it evolve. And I don't imagine that's a big part of your day to day. But as a Scotia banker, you you must uh, you must realize the the amazing. Uh, power of that program, the Scene program. Yeah, the Scene program is a, is a partnership between Cineplex uh, Media, uh, Cineplex and Scotiabank, and um, it's a huge differentiator for us. That and hockey are two biggest drivers of brand equity. Um, so it, the, people's passion for movies and right. people's passion for hockey is undeniable. So yeah. uh, those two programs definitely work hand in hand, and we're starting to to work more closely with them um, as an overall sports and entertainment offering to our customers. Nice. But yeah, it's pretty unique and definitely a differentiator. So you didn't know this, but my actually, I'm when I leave my meeting with you today, I'm going to sit with Kelly Haley at Cineplex. So. That's funny. I didn't, oh, uh, didn't tell plan Kelly it today. I say hi. I will, I will. So yeah. um, so let's uh, jump in. Uh, so many things to talk about, but I'd love to just start with your journey. How did you get in, I guess, how'd you get into the Argos? And, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to think, was there anything in that sponsorship marketing space before that? Before that. Not really. So yeah. I, I've always been a big athlete. Basketball was my number one, but I played volleyball, badminton, hockey, uh, Did you football. want to admit to badminton? That's, yeah, that's okay. you know what? That's okay. We can edit that <laughs> out, I need, Lisa. I needed a second yeah. sport, so that was the one that they offered me, and I was That was like, the, money, the yeah. money sport, the money sport. Okay, got it. Um, and so I was very lucky, again, that I identified very early on that in order to pursue a career in sports, I wanted to follow my passion. Um, I needed to find some mentors, and, and we can get into that. But mm-hmm. uh, I babysat for a doctor around the corner, and he was the sports doctor for Team Canada, a bunch of the Alpine Canada, a bunch of skiers. You're kidding. Um, and the Argos. So after uh, I originally wanted to get into medicine, sports medicine, mm. Um, quickly at Western, uh, purple and proud, mm. uh, knew that, um, I was more of a people person, business savvy. You're so like me. Yeah. yeah. So I w- didn't want to be in school forever. Yes. So, um, did a kinesiology, uh, honors BA and then went over to, uh, Humber and did a postgrad there in public relations. I was kind of following in the footsteps of my cousin, Michelle, uh, Stajan, who has a famous brother. You guys might ah, know. Okay. Uh, she did the same program and ended up co-oping, uh, interning at the NHLPA. So here I am finishing this program, working at this doctor's office, Keith Pelly, someone you know very well, mm-hmm. was coming in all the time with pinball, you know, with wow. the Argos. And I said, Mr. Pelly, <laughs> I need a co-op. I need an internship. Would I be able to do it with the Argos? And he would love that. Just and the moxie said, of coming yeah, up. Yeah, he loves he people. He set like it that. up and I was successful in my interview. I started in community relations, working on the Huddle Up program. And was hired shortly thereafter to work on the Grey Cup 2007. Yes, yes, we crossed over big time yeah. on that, yeah. And, and then, our good friend Matt. And good friend yeah. Matt Afnick, yeah. who's definitely been a, a driving force in my career. Learned a lot from that man and still a good friend. Um, and then went on to work in sponsorship. And yeah. after the Grey Cup, so I started in sponsorship with the Argos in 2008. I had been mm. doing, you know, marketing, events, community, right. uh, event, um 
game day, you name it. Uh, so this was my first kind of taste at sponsorship. And in terms of developing, like going out and finding correct. partners versus managing partners, or a bit I, of both? Um, I would say more so on the managing partners, yeah, so the partnership yeah. marketing yes. service side. Yes, bringing um, it to life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Matt used to say, you know, we're the Argos. There's so many options, uh, entertainment options in, in Toronto. Yeah. We've got to work that much harder. So I worked so hard to service my clients yes. and make sure that they were, we were over-delivering on their objectives. Yeah. And um, he taught me that. He brought me to every meeting with, you know, the most senior people. Yes. And I I met a lot of people. So when I finally decided to move on, I had taken a small um, opportunity with a smaller agency. Not small. It was a great opportunity with mm-hmm. a smaller uh, experiential and sponsorship agency that actually no longer exists. But... Um, Probably at the beginning of this XM phase too. Exactly. Like now it's it's everything, but the back then it was mm-hmm. back then seven eight years ago. Two thousand eleven. Oh my god, <laughs> the dark ages. Yeah, <laughs> but XM wasn't as big a deal. It was emerging. Right now, there's so many, but so carry on. Yeah, we had some great clients too. Bet three six five, as you remember. Yeah. Um, Sears was a big client. We did yeah. a Sears travel deal with the CFL. Um, and then we worked with MLSC on Sears Home Services doing a, we built a soccer strategy for them. And one day, as you know, when you're looking for a job, like we were just talking about timing is everything. Mm-hmm. So six months into this agency, I get an email on my personal account from Scotiabank. Mm. And my resume had some way, somehow found it to them and said, are you still looking? And, you know, as much as I had loved my job at the agency and considered myself yeah. a very loyal person. This is next level. This is next yeah. level. I yeah. had to explore it. And believe it or not, I had a meeting the next day with Melanie Smith, who then the next day met with Jim Tobin, and I was hired within 48 hours. So talk about a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, I owe a lot to Matt because he taught me to say all the right things in interviews. <laughs> um, yeah. But I came over in to end of 2011 and I've not looked back. Uh, started awesome. as a senior manager and was promoted to director just over three years ago. Yeah. Um, and I love it. I love my Good. team. I love the portfolio. Yeah. It's just really special. When uh, did the whole shift? Because even when, when uh, so years ago, I, I was uh, involved with, with Jim and Rick White and getting mm-hmm. um, uh, Scotiabank into the CFL as a partner. And uh, and then after I had left the CFL, I still followed that partnership with interest, and I noticed this shift from football CFL to mm-hmm. hockey and NHL, which I totally understood. Right? I mean, come on, it's the NHL in Canada, hockey in Canada. Um, in was it during your time here that that pivot happened, and and how did the hockey role open up for you? Yeah. So. It started out slowly. Yeah. Um, we kind of, Jim Tobin was a, Jim and John and Rick were masterminds at buying up all the right properties when yes. they became available. So CFL was massive to our, our strategy. Um, and then we slowly picked up the NHL, the league. We started actually with the Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, Calgary becomes available and we get naming rights in mm-hmm. Calgary. And, and um, so that all happened as I was coming in. And um, short, literally two months after I came in, Jackie Ryan was hired. Mm-hmm. And Jackie is a sponsorship strategist to yeah. the umpteenth yeah. degree. She's brilliant. And she brought a ton of focus. She knew that in order to win, she had come from RBC. And yes. RBC was number one in the space in our competitive set. Yeah. And she knew that one of the key 
factors to their success was focus. Yes. So it's a she, big word. It's a huge word. Yeah. In um, everything, right? In mm-hmm. career development and personal. Yep. Carry on. Yep. So um, Jackie met with all the right stakeholders, made sure that, you know, they were aligned with her vision and bringing that focus. And um, it became hockey was the focus. And with 17 million Canadians, mm. it's the most efficient sponsorship platform. CFL was fabulous. And we, we had a yes. great long run with them. Um, but I think hockey brought couldn't, us to the next level. Couldn't do, right? And, and that's the thing. And I've noticed that trend. Um, you know, I've often been on the side of representing properties coming to uh, sponsors like you and and and, uh, and other sponsor brands. And I've noticed that trend away from trying to be everything to everybody couldn't to a much more focused yeah. sponsorship strategy and, and go deep with fewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's what properties... Uh, strive for too. Less partners, more meaningful, go deeper with each, but they exactly. still are kind of, it's a bit of a drug. They, they they need those dollars and they go and get, but you guys can really do it, right? Go really focused and I applaud you for, I've watched you shed things and get yeah. really laser focused and it's smart. You're right. It was, it was, it was a difficult time for a lot of people, but it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And now uh, I'm proud to say that our research shows us that we are number one in our competitive set. Yes. We, that focus as well as that just overall awareness and visibility in the marketplace and in the community and the fact that all of our programs are about community, um, which we know resonates with Canadians yes. and, and our customers, um, has brought us to our number one position. Excellent. Um, let's, uh, we'll come back to some, a couple other questions, but I'll ask them in the context when we get to talking about sponsorship initiatives. Um, uh, you've mentioned some people, mentorship, mm-hmm. uh, f- favorite term of mine. You know, I love, I love the whole idea of it. I embrace it. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Maybe share some, your views on your mentors and, you know, mm-hmm. mentoring, uh, to others. You know, we, 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 we talked about before we hit play, we talked about Maddie McGlynn, who's a dear friend of mine yeah. at RBC. And he once told me that, Anytime a student, a young person asks you for a coffee, Ferkle, you better take it. <laughs> so I literally, Gavin, probably do two or three coffee meetings a week. Good for you. Uh, with young people. So I believe in giving back. And you know, Lisa, you are a young person. I'm in the middle Man, that's there. making I'm you sound there. old now <laughs> with young um, folks. So, yeah. so you're right. Mentorship is huge. I wouldn't be where I am today yeah. Um, yeah. in my position if it wasn't for some key people that really believed in me and and brought me forward. Um, whether it be Matt Affneck at the Argos, where I was a young coordinator and he was the vice president, literally brought me to every meeting with all of our biggest sponsors and you know very senior yeah. people. Um, but also brought me under his wing and you know taught me how to build a deck, a sponsorship deck, and yes. taught me um, where to drive value and listen, 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 yes. um, which was really important. Yeah. Um, and then from there um, at Scotiabank, undeniably Jackie Ryan, yes. she is so poised and um, strategic and focused. There's that word again. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really brought me under her wing and, you know, we, we walk around together. People think we're sisters. Yes, um, yeah. we lo- I, it's such a compliment to me because yeah, she's, yeah. she's stunning inside yeah. and out. Um, but she um, has become a mentor, a confidant, and dear friend. And yeah. I, I I have a lot of respect for that woman. Yes. Uh, and then here also John Doig. Yeah. John Doig is well, you a got visionary. Some good ones, man. I you're, know. I've done you know I've done a number of these podcasts. I'm gonna you're you're three <laughs> that you've mentioned. 
are uh, pretty pretty prominent in our industry. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, John Doy, just his vision, and yeah. um, I've been often called a mini John, um, more so after not so much his vision because I can't um, yeah. compare to that. But we're both such people, people. Yes, I was so, going to say, despite John's <laughs> lofty status, he's an incredibly approachable guy, mm-hmm. right? Incredibly. And you don't always find that. And I don't know why people of influence, celebrities, athletes need to lose that. Many of them do. Uh, and a guy like John, I've always been impressed by just, you know, how approachable he's remained, right? Well, so. I hope when I get to his level, I still have that. It's a, it's a huge compliment, but we both have that that ability to, to connect yeah. with people and build yeah. relationships and maintain those relationships, which... Yeah. Um, we often banter about and um, know a bunch of the same mm-hmm. people that you wouldn't even think that John Doig and Lisa Ferkel would come across, but yeah. Yeah. Um, in the hockey world specifically, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so, and, and you've been part of the Sponsorship uh, Marketing Council of Canada, SMCC's uh, mentorship program, or did you, did you, were you around when they launched it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I know it's been around for a few years now, but I've got to believe I bring it up because People would love to learn from you, right? Well, thank you. Yes. Uh, I've actually not been part of the mentorship program, yeah. but I've been a volunteer on the committee for there a number of years, about five now. I started okay. on education. I, I've actually chaired the Sponsorship Marketing Awards for the last yeah. two years. And this year You got roped in two years in a row. Two years in a row. You know what? The the, the agency at Redstone really, really does a good job there. So you just kind of have to overstate I'm doing it this year. You are? Well, I'm not chair. I'm judging. I was chair in 2013. So I feel your pain to do it two years in a row. On the event side, though. So I I was running the event, not the judging. Okay. That's right. You you put on a great show. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. That's right. That's right. Okay. I I remember it was... uh, just being super impressed. Where was it? By the um, AGO? Uh, at the... Um, oh, what was the venue? It was uh, very cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're blanking. Yeah, we're going to yeah, yeah, that Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> but it was uh, it was super slick. Really, really the well The conservatory. Done. Yes. Yeah, yes. the Royal Conservatory. Yes, well yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is my first year. Jackie has stepped down from the board. She's yeah. done her term. Yeah. So this is my first year as a board member. Oh, good. On, okay. Uh, with a bunch well, of my peers and... It's a great group. Uh, it is. And it's a small community, right, in Canada? Yeah, it's so small. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I don't know if you heard, but there's a new um, um, women in sports and entertainment or events just, just started. Wise. Lori Kepron of the NHL yes, yes. is leading the yes, first I ever Canadian see. chapter in Toronto, which was at their opening event a couple weeks ago. Scotiabank is a founding partner. and they I wanted a- to come back to your Scotiabank Women Initiative uh, okay. in a sec, so I know you're very active. All right, well, let's let's pivot to sponsorship initiatives. I'd love to just get your insights into um, a couple different things. One is something you've been intimately involved in and that you're proud of, and maybe a little bit of what it's about and why you're proud of it. And then we'll talk about maybe something you've admired from a distance. For um, sure. Please. Um, hands down, and um, you're you're not going to be shocked when I say yeah. this, but I had the fortune of being involved in the Scotiabank Arena. Sorry, and I hadn't heard about that. Today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, do tell. Oh, okay, so I could check that off my list. Yeah, well, uh, I'm telling you, it's the hardest secret I've ever had to keep. Oh my god, yes. 
Uh, so Scotiabank Arena is uh, is much more than the name on the side of a building. Well, that's what I was going to ask you mm-hmm. to elaborate on, so I'm glad you're going there. Yeah. So uh, being involved uh, right from the beginning in, in negotiations and big meetings with, you know, Dave Hopkinson and Jeff DeLine and even Michael Friesdale at, at uh, MLSE, uh, we knew that um, putting our name on 40 Bay Street was paramount not only to our hockey strategy, but to our overall business strategy, Toronto being such an important and big market. And the only other people at the table were banks. Mm-hmm. And the reality was, is if Scotiabank Bank didn't win it. RBC or BMO, one of the other guys would have. Absolutely. And that would have kicked us out of the Leafs. And in Canada, if you don't have the Leafs, your hockey strategy quickly falls down. Yeah. They're the number one. Love people at West love hearing that. Yes. Yeah. No, but you're right. You're right. It's reality. Uh, Toronto's not the center of the universe. We love all the Canada, but But from a corporate um, partnership. From a corporate partnership perspective, it was it was paramount, and we also own. Not many people know this. uh, So, to your listeners. We own Tangerine Bank, which used to be ING. And Tangerine is a digital bank, a digital first bank, was one of the first digital banks, ING, out there. And talk about alignment to the Raptors. Um, And you're talking to the Raptors number one with respect to Navbatia. The number one Raptor so fan. So tech out there. savvy, digital yeah. first audience. That, well, that's well, that's me, Lisa. It's a hundred percent. So I follow that partnership closely. I think it's a great fit. And you know what? The launch campaign. So when you ne- rename a twenty-year iconic building, you know our biggest feat was going to be name adoption. Yes. And the market said you're not going to do it. Research told us it was going to take up to twenty years. Oh my god. Um, so we were we were pretty um, stressed, but we came up with a proactive marketing campaign that saw us changing everything from signage to location tags. And then at the Raptors and Leafs Home Opener, partnering with Metrolinks and giving out brand the first ever branded Presto card that was preloaded mm. to really show fans that we cared and we wanted to add value to their experience at Scotiabank Arena. And believe it or not, we've actually matched the 13-year-old Rogers Center uh, in terms of name adoption and awareness in I, only four months. I believe it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, listen, I'm so close to the industry that I follow that closely. And I, uh, I, I buy that, man. That is like, it's super impressive how quickly everybody has pivoted. Because you're right. Everybody was saying Skydome for years, yeah. right? Yep. You still catch them. A hundred percent. And, you know, we owe a lot. We have a fabulous relationship with our friends at Rogers and Sportsnet. So leveraging our media partners and influencers was very important. That's a huge part of of adoption, right? Because they've got the megaphone. You got it. You got it. You were in that business. Well, you were even at Rogers for quite some time. So that was was important to the success. But like I said, it's much more than the name on the side of of, of a building. Um, We have a partnership with our digital factory and we're building an MLSE in incubator um the scene we talked about scene earlier on um and we're really leveraging the power of scene they're nine million members yeah. to drive um leafs uh membership and leafs loyalty members and fan base so that we can talk to our fans you know in a direct way through data and knowing them mm-hmm. and uh which is so key in in today's world and in yeah. sponsorship industry i've uh you mentioned the fans a lot and that's one thing i've noticed you guys have always had a focus and an eye on is the fans, right? Like approaching your partnerships, um, the the scene program from the moviegoers perspective, approaching this partnership with MLSE from 
the the sports fans perspective right not mm-hmm. just hockey but you know basketball and everything and uh, even little things I've noticed how you've you'll turn your brand the colors of the the team right off You're and very see observant or, yeah which that is like some brands would never do that. So, but you're you're doing it to connect with the fan and show them we're in this for you guys. It's not about, you know, our corporate objectives, right? And uh, so it's been it's been amazing. Um, so that's a great one. And and before we get off uh, the the hockey theme, um, talk a little bit about the fact that the community sponsorship program because mm-hmm. that's really when you watch hockey night in canada it, it, it resonates so well right how you guys have gone down to that overused term the grassroots and the community and supporting the kids and the one million kids and you've got great ambassadors to connect them with uh, you know the call you turned away um <laughs> talk to talk a little bit about the, the that aspect of your hockey platform community well, it's at the core. Yeah. And it's really our proof point. So um, kudos to you for doing your research. The yeah. Community Hockey Sponsorship Program um, is a program that we've, that's been in market for over 10 years. Mm. Uh, we give $1,000 in partnership with our philanthropy group here uh, to every branch across the country to support local minor hockey. Mm. Um, and that's how we proudly say that we support over 1 million kids and counting. Mm. And I was wondering how you, how you tabulate it, yes. There you yeah, go. There you it's, go. It's a lot, a lot of spreadsheets yeah. now we have. <laughs> A very much more sophisticated yes. system online yes. and everything, yes. uh, vetted through lawyers and everything. Don't <laughs> worry, um, I was responsible for doing that. So otherwise, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, calculating. I mean, yes. I have a whole team that that has been a part of this program, yeah. and uh, you know, we do a lot of research. We do yeah. proprietary research. We work with research partners, and we know that um, amongst those who are aware of our hockey sponsorship, mm-hmm. specifically the community pieces are 3.5 times more likely to consider our bank. Mm. I was reading that in an article, yeah. Which is, that's was it Jackie amazing. in the yeah. Hockey News? Hockey News. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, my yeah. boss, most powerful. <laughs> yeah, but I saw it was on your feed. It was on your LinkedIn feed, so good job of promoting that. Thank yeah. you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. very, very important. It's at the core. Our strategy is all about kids' community hockey. Good stuff. Um, and the all the way to the NHL and, you know, our, yeah. our Maple Leafs and Flames and Jets and Oilers. Uh, so you get your branches and your your regions engaged, right? 100%. That's a great way to do Employee it. engagement is very important. Right, right. Yeah, I saw that back in the CFL days. Um, you know, what? when I think about this, you guys must get inundated with sponsorship requests, mm-hmm. right? How do you filter? How do you process? Do you have a, a, a system for that? So I hate to sound like a Because you've got to say, you've got to say no. no a lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I've learned. I've learned how. Yes. <laughs> if I could say yes to everybody that aligned to the strategy of kids community hockey, I think I might get fired because yeah. we have no money left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's only so many of you to help execute. Right. right. Yeah. So it is about comes down to resources. Yeah. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but that focus. Yeah. So we look at that criteria of visibility, commitment to community, and um, youth, yeah. young people. Yeah. Um, and. Sometimes if it doesn't align, we, we it's easier to say no. Yes. When it does align and, you know, you just don't have the, the resources, whether it be people or time mm-hmm. or budget, um, it's more so about uh, 
optimizing our existing portfolio and optimizing the existing assets. That's it. So we could we could pull something out and plug something back in, um, but we'd have to understand from a research standpoint what would that do to our efficiency. Yeah. Um, because at some point it's going to be there's gonna, like the law of diminishing returns will yeah. will come into play. Well said. And, um, so so it's tricky, but mm-hmm. uh, we'd still take the time to listen. That's good. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's not just no off the top. No, no, good. <laughs> um, Scotiabank Women Initiative, and maybe it's not something you're you're you know directly driving. I don't know. You tell me, but uh, just just your thoughts. I'd love to hear a little bit more behind that. And uh, you know, I'm sure you've been involved or to events and mm-hmm. and and uh, you know uh, around that initiative. Talk about that. So I um, I had the fortune of attending the launch event uh, just over a month a month ago. And uh, one of my dear friends in communications was tapped on the shoulder to uh, run it. So mm. she runs the day-to-day. So um, I've definitely been involved from that standpoint, from, mm. from afar, but looking to get more involved, whether it be through, um, I, Jackie and I are mentors on the MLSE Ryerson Incubator, okay. the sports incubator, and there's some great female startups that are looking mm-hmm. for mentorship. So um, I, as an aside, I'll take a step back to answer your question. The Scotiabank Women Initiative has been built. Um, to me, I'm really proud of it because it's a huge differentiator. No other bank is doing yes. this uh, around the insight that, you know, women entrepreneurs um, often don't get the backing or the funding from VCs mm-hmm. or banks because they don't go in with the same confidence. They mm. think that they're 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 less likely to get the funding or and rather than men and, yeah. and you know research does show that men certainly outweigh the vast majority of venture capitalist um, yes. investments. Um, so we took that insight and we developed this program to offer training to these entrepreneurs. Mm. So what a beautiful way to integrate you know MLSC Ryerson Incubator Sport Sport Innovation Lab uh, with the Scotiabank Women Initiative having two representatives from the bank. Uh, but also March coming up is International Women's Day, mm. and uh, we're working with our partners at MLSE because they have a great Sorry, month. Ev- every day in my house is International Women's Day. Of course, well, I come from my, five girls. My so. wife and my two daughters remind me, so I, you know, I don't need a special day. Okay, to <laughs> you'll, <tell me. laughs> you'll have to have coffee with my dad once because yes. he's got five girls and a oh, wife too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry. One of the Great one of the band. girls will have a will have a nephew, uh, a grandson for you. Then you'll yeah, then yeah. You'll, uh, yeah even the well, I got dogs. The They're male. Okay, My okay. dogs are male. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, I, I interrupt. But that yeah, this International Women's Day. And you know we're, we want to work with uh, the Scotiabank Women Initiative um, to bring that to life in arena and across MLSC channels and really tell that go. story right. more broadly. Leverage that through. Mm-hmm. It's a, and and for those aren't who aren't as close to the industry, they don't often see. How that the importance of that that you've got a partnership with MLSC and Scotiabank Arena, uh, and on the surface that's separate from the Women's Initiative. But how can you? You guys are always going to look to leverage, 100%. maximize the you know your partnerships and and you know cross pollinate I guess to a degree. So um, very very it caught my attention when I was reading about it. I had to ask you about it, so thank you. Yeah, no, it's, but especially just to finish that yeah. off when there's when there's synergies, right? So MLSC is making March all about women in sport and how women leaders ah. in the industry are, are you know driving success and and are big part of success. So like that's what sponsorship and true partnerships are about, right? It's yes. give take and finding those commonalities to drive each other's well goals said. and objectives forward. Well said. Um, 
any program out there that's caught your eye that maybe you've just admired that uh, you, I, I always like to pick people's mm-hmm. brains because listen it's not always about what we've done right so others are doing great 100%. work yeah uh, certainly there there's there's a number of them but one that comes to mind off the top of my head which you probably had great exposure to during your time with the Olympics and the consortium um, is the PNG Thinky Mom. Does everyone say that? <laughs> no, I've, but somebody, I, I've heard it, certainly. And I, it's just the minute you said Olympics, I, I felt you were going there. It's it's an amazing. It's an amazing activation. It's an amazing campaign. And, and how they were able to you know find that insight, which I did a little, I did reading because I, I loved it so mm. much, that almost every Olympic athlete, 99%, owed their their success and their ability to make it to that level to their mom to the support of their mom wow so what a great insight to take and then build out a whole activation and they've done a great job of evolving it right with um the evolution of of uh, equality in the Mm -hmm. last olympics at pyeongchang yes um was was really special and they leverage every part of their marketing mix whether it be tv pr digital sponsorship it's just it just you tie a nice bow around it and it's just got a uh consistent message across every across every channel right yeah yeah it's uh, when i was the 2010 olympics i was leading sales for the olympic consortium uh and png just launched that initiative so i was dealing with their agency on on bringing that to life through the coverage and mm-hmm. when i saw the idea it was like you knew instantly it was a winner and it's just been cool to see it you know, grow, right? Innovate and evolve, yeah. I mean, you know, it it makes me think of what's going... Today I'm sitting with you, it's January 30th. We'll release this on another date uh, that's kind of relevant probably to hockey. We'll work that out. But today is Bell Let's Talk Day, right? And it's just when you see programs that, you know, companies take a stance on on a campaign idea, whether it's cause or not, and just watching the evolution of those initiatives, and that's another one that's just every year. That was that was better. the second one I was going to mention. So ah. very very fitting and obviously relevant in yeah. today's date. Good good. Um, trends. Any as a, as a sponsor of, of properties and events and arts, culture, you know, women's causes, hockey, obviously. Um, what what can you share with us in terms of what you're noticing in terms of maybe shifts in the industry, what your needs are, mm-hmm. what you're seeing from properties, just anything? So great question. Um, Jackie and I often step back and we had this conversation last week that I think that even the nomenclature, the name sponsorship is slowly going to deteriorate and become obsolete because what we do is marketing. It's essential to any organizations or brands marketing mix and marketing platform. Nothing drives affinity greater um, than than sponsorship. Um, But so I think that's kind of a trend that at the highest level I see, Mm. but to get more micro, um, Definitely the notion of, of data and speaking to your, your customers. So data capture and remarketing and whether it be placing a pixel on, you know, your partner's website so that you can talk to that that customer or consumer directly. Um, and and the, another way that comes through is uh, branded content. Um, and so I'm dropping a lot of yes, buzzwords no, no, right but now. That's right. I agree. Um, but I would say the biggest one that our team's focused on right now is esports and e-gaming. Mm. So we, we pride ourselves at being cutting edge, being the first to market. So we've been for the last six or so months um, 
in a test and learn and, and strategy development around our esports uh, platform. And where we've kind of landed, if you're hearing it here first, yes. is uh, specifically with, with Chell, okay. as, as the kids call it. Yes. Uh, it's just another way for people to engage and play the game of hockey. Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to grow esports. We're not trying to train people to be better esports athletes. We're just showing our entire ecosystem and our, and our demographic, our audience, that we care and we're there. Awesome. And we're going to enable you to participate as best we can. I was reading an article on esports. There's no shortage of them. They all seem to say the same thing, that it's the billion-dollar industry mm-hmm. and the growth, and everybody kind of knows they need to be there. But I think what you just said is key. As a brand, it's figuring out where where is your place? What What is... What's a good, seamless, organic, um, you know, way to fit in without feeling gratuitous, right, or right. insincere? Um, so uh, it sounds like you guys have done it with, with thought and research and you're just kind of, you know, uh, stepping in cautiously, but I think in a smart way, it sounds like. So kudos. Thank yeah. you. And and as a non-gamer and not being super familiar with the space before well, we... Well, uh, Galactica or whatever, <laughs> Asteroid. Fortnite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Pac-Man. Battlestar, Battlestar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the, what I've observed, too, by attending some of these events is this feeling um, of togetherness and community mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we try and evoke through even the, the game of ice hockey and playing mm-hmm. it. You actually get that same feeling by watching, you know, a family play chell together yeah. or or watching their son or daughter play. Right. Um, so that feeling of being part of a team actually comes through with the game, with the, the e-game yeah. itself. So how will uh, uh, gamers see your brand then when they play? The, we'll appear in a very organic way, yeah. not, not disruptive, um, but to your point, um, we, we did a lot of research. And we found out there was no negative sentiment about Scotiabank being involved and sponsoring the game of Chell and esports. And more more so because we've earned the right to be there. We've been supporting hockey for 12 years now from the grassroots level, to your point, to the professional NHL level. And customers see us, consumers, Canadians, fans see us as a rightful a rightful brand to be there. And yeah. we're not a Tim Hortons. You don't go pick up your coffee on the way to the rink. Yeah. We're not a Canadian tire. You're not um, buying your equipment there. We're not a Molson. We, we don't have, you know, we don't have beer while you're watching the game. Yeah. So we've had to work that much harder. And I really think that that community has really, peace has really differentiated us. Good for you. Well said. Um, let's wrap on a couple of things. Um, uh, just anybody who's successful, love to hear a little bit about some of their professional or personal development habits anything to share with uh, the millions of listeners <laughs> the millions of listeners. <laughs> um my family is very important to me yeah. and um I, I said i have four sisters so as you know where, do, where are you in the pecking i'm order? the second eldest okay and not not being in a career or a job where it's nine to five on weekends where I have the ability to when I'm not traveling, um, going to spend time with them and my nephews and my niece mm. is super important. You must be like such an aunt, such oh, an amazing I'm, aunt. I, I could spo- just I never say no. Sense it, yes. <laughs> don't, don't tell the properties yeah. pitching yeah, me Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. To that you've got it down. <laughs> to the nieces and nephews, you're a yes um, woman, yeah. So so that's really important. Um, 
I've, I've always been an athlete, so I play a lot of sports, whether it be baseball in the summers and spending. But recently, I've also fa- found getting away. So Good. one of my best friends owns a, a chalet up in Collingwood. So mm. going up and skiing and just getting out of the hustle and bustle of the city. It's important. Or in the summer, you know, getting up to my sister's cottage and, you know, being outside in the outdoors and just being rejuvenated by vitamin D and fresh yes. air. Yes. Um, not not the, the, the big smoke in, in yeah. downtown Toronto. Um, so I think that really rejuvenates me and gets me ready for a new work week um yeah. i was a self-complain complaint <laughs> self-proclaimed workaholic easy, easy for you to say yeah, yeah. um and i, and I will that. it's a work will always be a priority yeah um but i've, I've i'm starting to find that balance yeah, it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and it means something different to everybody. But I think the idea that we all need a release, um, mm-hmm. it's healthy. Uh, that release could be working out. It could be What's outdoors. yours, Kevin? Mine, uh, golf in the summer. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm a funny golfer, not just the fact, not just my swing. Um <laughs> But I'll just wake up in the morning, feel the urge, go. And so I'm not the most social golfer. I will just Hmm. show up and sit whoever I get paired with. And by the end of that round, I'll know their life story. They'll know mine. But, But even sometimes play alone. And just that idea of being comfortable um, alone with your thoughts, but just with a challenge of, of getting a, you know, this little white ball in a round hole, um, so that and then when and the gym, right? Which, yeah. as you could tell, obviously, but <laughs> just uh, I like to spin. Um, and then recently gotten into podcasts, um, and it was That's something I, I picked on and just just to listen, just 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 to escape, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to topics that interest me. Um, you know, so uh, those are those are some of my obviously besides my family and my dogs, but those are some. Of, I called golf and the gym my two primary releases. It's it's a good way to kind of just breathe and and let off steam i like that yeah um let's wrap with there's people i've gotten a lot of great feedback people who listen to these um who want to get into the industry what advice would you give to aspiring sponsorship marketers for sure so i i think my success has come from a number of things we've talked about them but it all stems from a passion. I've always had a passion for sport and a passion in working in sport marketing. So uh, I like to say that passion is my capital. But we also have a saying at Scotiabank, and it's it's to be essential. Mm-hmm. And being essential means a lot of things. But in this industry, I've I've seen so much success. Oftentimes earlier on, because I put my head down, I was I got stuff done. I was I was trustworthy. They knew that they could count on me. Um, I never burned any bridges. I took it. I, I networked. I built relationships as best I could. Yeah. So I'm saying a lot there, but I think that all kind of encompasses into, uh, uh, being essential. Yes. Make yourself un. Yeah. Relevant. Yeah. Not unrelevant. No. 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 <laughs> Relevant. Yeah. Untouchable. Right. Yeah. Untouchable. You're and, right. And, and remember that your peers are the ones that you're going to grow with. Yeah. Um, too often, I, I see young people looking up to the most senior. I want to meet with the VP or the SVP or the CMO. Yes. Uh, or the CRO, CCO. Um, look to, you know, those managers and the people that are your age that you're going to grow with. Yeah. Because those are the people that you're going to see success with and that are you're going to be able to tap when you know yeah. you need a, sh- a favor or... Um, vice versa. Uh, it makes me think of, I heard a TED talk recently about 
uh, and it made me think. And it's you know these things are often um, you know common sense, but they're framed in a way that makes you think. So this one was a woman talking about I'll forget the name, but that there are two types of equity when you work mm-hmm. somewhere, and especially at a big place like this, like Scotiabank, you've got your performance equity and your relationship equity. Mm-hmm. So your performance equity being you've got a job to do and you exceed expectations and you build equity, and we're all generally aware of that. Um, but then there's relationship equity, and that's developing meaningful relationships around you, your peers, your your seniors, your people, you know, below you perhaps in the in on the totem pole, but relationships. And a big reason this was brought up is um, you're going to need an advocate sometimes, right? And how is somebody supposed to be an advocate for you if they don't know you? Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's where people often miss is they stay in a little bubble or they and they don't branch out and develop important relationships that can come back and and really pay off right at critical times. So I, it, you, you, your comments made me think of that. I couldn't agree more. Good. Hey, this was great. Thanks so much for Thank doing this. Thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it.